8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh shoot! From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Good. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse on Mutiny Radio. I'm really excited for tonight's show. I have to tell you, we're in the midst of a bunch of themed shows, and this one is probably the one that's closest to my heart. Uh, This is Breeders versus Abortion. I'm 41 years old. I've chosen not to be a breeder. I do, however, nanny for a living, so that's weird. I like, I'm like the leech on all the... I'm, the, I'm sucking the teat of the rich people in uh, this city, and I love it, because I didn't have to get chunky. Is that the word we're using for it? Uh, really, the main reason I never uh, had a baby is that uh, I don't want to get fat. <laughs> I've seen what happened. I nanny for a nice, nice, really wonderful lady, and I thought that we were the same age. I'm 41. I thought that she was maybe 38, and the other day I spied her license. She's 34. I was like, I was like, they age you that quickly? Is that what happens when you pump those little gremlins up? I mean, I need 23 bucks an hour to hang out with these little darling angels. Am I right? They're just, no, they really are. They're really great kids. Uh, but I really don't uh, have any regrets about all the abortions I've had. Uh, the only regret I have about my second abortion uh, is that I didn't have my iPhone with me. They wouldn't let me tape the set. Uh, I I got in there to have my abortion. I was really excited to get uh, rid of this uh, little thing that was going to steal all my money for the rest of my life, right? And make me unhappy and never have dreams again. Uh, So I was, they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. I don't know if you guys know about this. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's basically like volume on speed for five minutes. It's like, you are so chill, like that, for five minutes. So they give me this drug. And I lay down and they say to me, all right, this uh, procedure is going to be about five minutes. Uh, Some people talk. Some people don't talk. 
And I was like, has anyone ever done jokes before? <laughs> and they said, no, go ahead and do that. So I did a killer five-minute se- five set, you guys. It was, a, it was a bringer show. I left it there. It was, and I, I fucking killed. And again, I, I really only regret that I don't know what jokes I actually told. I, I think I remember giving him my greatest hits. I gave him, like, you know, my whiskey dick and my summer camp balls. Gave him my, my good ones. Uh, but yeah, abortion is awesome. For me, yay. I, you guys, I got my period this morning. And I was so happy because I wasn't going to have a baby. Yay! I'm not going to have a baby. I was really excited about it. But it hurt so, like my uterus was just like, oh, it hurts so badly. And I was like, what is happening inside my uterus? And then I realized uh, it's just because this entire Supreme Court is still inside there. <laughs> They're still making decisions inside my uterus for me. Like, I can't do it. I'm 41 years old. I'm, but I'm like, I can barely wipe my own. Yeah, so good. I'm, uh, I also, I was like, ooh, why is the cramping so terrible? Uh, and that's because they brought all their benches with them and their robes. It's just so voluminous. There's just not enough space in my uterus for the entire Supreme Court. We're just going to let them be in there. Uh, but no, I, I really I really don't want to have kids, and I am a nanny. And uh, I'm excited for this night tonight because I want to see... What the fuck's gonna happen? Uh, we have three. We have three breeder comedians. Uh, they've all had children. Uh, I'm assuming their children are still alive. They're still alive. It's amazing these old men we have. Uh, and then I'm really excited. We've got we've got some men that are gonna talk about, uh, you know what they think about women's bodies <laughs> and, and that's gonna be fun too because I really care about their opinions, you know That's why all the men are gonna go at the front of the show and the women are headlining. Why? Because they actually are the ones that get to choose about breeding versus abortion. Yes, choice. I love choice. It's good stuff. Uh, before we get started, we're going to sing the song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. If you don't, you'll figure it out. It's really easy. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <sighs> <coughs> I love the Girl Scout cookies, but not the Girl Scouts, you know what I mean? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Uh, your first comedian of the night, it's his birthday, which means someone chose not to abort him, which I totally am excited about. I am so glad that he was born, and uh, he's one of the weirdest people I know. Put your hands together, everybody, for our first comedian, Spencer Devine! Ladies and gentlemen, birthdays. Everyone loves them. Everyone has them. Birthdays. Do you know how many babies never have a birthday? (laughs) By getting rid of a child, you're confirming that child will never have a birthday. That means it'll never eat cake. That means it'll never know what a piñata is. That means it'll never get the joy of opening a present and being slightly disappointed by what it is, (laughs) but pretending to like it. And more importantly, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not here to prevent anybody from having an abortion. I'm just here to educate the robots are going to take over the world. Okay? Okay, we've established that fact. We have phones that can say no to us. 
We can ask it to look something up and it will say, how rude, and refuse to look it up. There's a robot that won't walk off a table you ask it to and it's like, mm, I don't think so. Robots are thinking, they're getting smarter. They're gonna take over Terminator 3. And what if we kill John Connor? What if one of you, fine ladies, is the mother of John Connor, <laughs> savior of the human race? And the Terminator came back, but not, not all scary, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but came back as like the writers of the show Girls. <laughs> and they're like, we're, we are going to tell them that it is okay. You can kill John Connor if you want. It is your body. You go, girl. 1011. Hashtag love. Hashtag life of Pablo. <laughs> if you re-liked that tweet, if you retweeted that tweet, and if you put it on your Facebooks, you helped the robots. I'm sorry. Um, but I think, I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair the way that people are treated who want to have abortions and how clinics, you know, are attacked. Uh, and then people will go to that person's house, right, and do the same thing. And they'll just, like, throw rocks at them. Uh, but I think... I think the biggest revenge on any on uh, any do any terrorist, essentially, or anybody who gets in the way of free speech or free activity as a human, uh, you should kill his kids, right, right, right? Because then he'll get how you feel <laughs> about wanting to have an abortion. Uh, you will have the same amount of kids, uh, and you will both have gone through a loss. Uh, guys, when does life begin? 22. <laughs> That's true. So, therefore, should it be legal to abort your child if they're up to 21 years old? <laughs> like... Then they'd be totally cool kids for a real long time. Because they, they, anytime they'd complain, they'd be like, Mom, 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 I, fuck you and your rules. I'm going out. I'm not, I'm not calling in. I'm going to go skateboard. <laughs> and, and then you're like, oh, it's still my choice. Maybe you'll go out and you'll never come back. They have a hotline. And then um, you'd have ultimate control. And then when they turned 22, everyone would fucking get to party their ass off responsibly. They'd figure it out. Uh, we should treat it just like wine, you know? You should start threatening to abort your child just lightly at dinners, you know? <laughs> Just a little bit so they start to get it and don't go super heavy. That way, that way when they get old enough, they'll know how to do it responsibly. <laughs> and I, I think I'd like to question the people who came up with back alley abortions. 
What a fucking terrible place to do an abortion. Like, no one's going to trust you if your office is in a back alley. You could have been like, it's a Motel 5 luxury room abortion. It's a, People trust you way more. You have a business address. Uh, I'm not saying that a Motel 5 is super cleansly. Uh, but there is way less chance there will be a heroin needle. Uh, heroin needles are just out and about, y'all. Be fucking careful. I don't know what it is about them that people are just like, oh, I don't want to see this ever again. And they just fling it out into nowhere. Then you almost step on it. Guys, I think having a baby is kind of like a punishment. You know, it's like one mistake, baby. But what if, you know, what if there was no abortions, right? And you had to raise that baby. That'd be fucking terrible. That'd be, there would be so many more moms that are just like all the moms that I hate. Like, everyone, you can tell when a mom is like, I had to have this child. And here it is, just a thing that I have to carry around, and sometimes it poops itself. I used to be somebody. <laughs> and, but they look, they look so uh, put together, uh, but really they're falling apart. Uh, no, it's not sure some mothers would turn out to be good mothers, uh, but I don't think raising babies is something you should be rolling on a roulette wheel. Uh, you can't be like, let's just make everybody do it. If we make everybody do it, we'll turn out some good ones. It's not, it's a game of chance. Because no matter how good of a parent you are, if everyone has to raise a baby in this room, 75% of them would be terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That's just how the room statistics work out. Uh, we would have terrible babies. Uh, and don't forget uh, robots, okay? I really must come back to robots uh, because we are not nearly afraid enough. Have you guys ever have you guys ever seen the show BattleBots? Right? They build these demon cars to battle each other. Those are man-made death machines. We're building the army that's going to take us down with like tiny flipper ramps. <laughs> you know, it only takes one of those when you're in the shower and you're you're dead. <laughs> With tiny saw blades will kill you eventually. And also there is some super big scary battle bots. And that's why some just maybe uh, don't kill a baby because it might be the future of humanity. <laughs> and getting rid of the future of humanity. That would just be like, it'd be like Terminator. It's like if you watch Terminator... 
but it was just all in the factory with the humans going to work and nobody was there to save them. No John Connor, no Sarah Connor, no Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator when he was good and not when he was evil, but when he came back in the future movie and was good, that guy would also be there. But pretty much uh, it's none of my fucking business what y'all do. Uh, and I am, uh, I am pro-choice, do what you want, and robots, and it's my birthday, and cool. It's his birthday! Oh, he gets a tiara and a box of chicken or something. I don't even know what. That was amazing. He's alive, Spencer Devine. That is wonderful, wonderful news. Ooh, I've broken this one now, too. They're all just breaking, just like people's hearts when they hear about us loving abortion. Uh, when he was talking for a minute there about if everybody had to have babies, I was thinking, like, then we would just eat them, right? <laughs> like That's what we would do after a while. No, just another meat source. No, I'm ruining it for everybody. That's great. I know. I've never, but their fingers are so tiny. Uh, all right. Our next comedian is wearing a jumpsuit. Uh, that means that he's either about to abort a baby or deliver a calf. I'm not sure. You guys are going to love him either way. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Connor Marshall. Hello, my name is Connor. I did not give an abortion today. It's um, not what happened. Just kind of smoked a bunch of pot. Uh, obviously, I guess. No, I, um, what do I have here? Oh, yeah, I should start off with this. Uh, people tell me that uh, life begins at conception. And that makes sense. That's why I think we should have more butt sex. <laughs> we should fuck in the butt more for babies. Does that make sense? Like babies want us to fuck in the butt. <laughs> I like butts. I like butt fucking. It's a good movement. It's a movement I can get behind. Stay behind if I'm lucky, you know what I'm saying? Your butthole is the strongest hole in your whole body. <laughs> like, by far. You pour beer in your face, you might get kind of drunk a little bit. You pour beer in your butt, 
You're definitely dying from alcohol poisoning in like an hour. <laughs> you put a dick in your face. You like that person. Enough to put their dick in your face, at least. You put a dick in your ass. You fucking love that person. <laughs> or you just love anal. <laughs> and either way, I support love, you guys. <laughs> That's my team. It's a game I'm playing, you know. Let's see what other ridiculous things I have for you. Thought about abortion a bunch today. <laughs> oh, if you can, you can't get someone's butt pregnant. And if you do, congratulations, you're a superhero. A butt fuck for the trees. I'm just gonna let that soak in. <laughs> you guys will get it. Uh, I say this because I eat ass. People are like, hey man, that's gross. That tastes like ass. And I'm like, yeah, if it's good ass. <laughs> Because I don't want my ass to taste like anything else besides ass. If I'm eating your ass and it tastes like black licorice, I'm not eating that ass anymore. That's what I would call bad ass. All right. Now I get it. I know what I said. I know what I said. Uh, this is actually a true thing. This is a real thing. I. Uh, I recently had a pregnancy scare. Yeah, there was a pregnant lady hiding in my closet. <laughs> uh, she jumped out dressed like a ghost. S seriously, the scariest shit ever. This is a real thing. My uh, ex, she told me, she came up to me one day and she said, uh, I you're going to have a baby. And I thought, holy shit. I didn't know dudes could have babies. That's amazing. <laughs> that one's better than you guys gave it. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have a baby. I mean, you guys, too, like, also know that. Look at me. <laughs> right? I look like three skateboards fucked. <laughs> like, in a laboratory somewhere. Where, like, Mr. Lou was playing overhead. That's a... I seriously, I do look like my grandpa is just a wave. And my mom's just long hair. That's it. That's who she is. No, uh, 
I know I'm not, uh, I know I'm, I'm this age. I'm 22 years old. I'm a 22-year-old guy. And I shouldn't have a baby. I, because I, I know that because I don't, I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby man. I say that confidently. <laughs> I don't treat my body correctly. I don't even do that right yet. Like, I went to a liquor store three times today. For food. It's like, why do they even have it? Right? My food pyramid is just Doritos glued together by hash taps. It's delicious. My friend offered me a donut the other day, and I had to say, no, thank you, because I've already eaten donuts twice today. I eat like a stoned four-year-old. Raised by a drunk five-year-old. It's not a good... Don't do it. And I remember uh, we lost baby. It was like in her fallopian tubes. So we had to like get it out. <laughs> and uh, we're like, this thing's got to go. <laughs> Call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and uh, honestly, it was like, the weirdest game of hide-and-seek I ever played. Where I never saw the baby. But somehow still won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys don't know me. These are my favorite laughs. <laughs> the whole covering your face, looking down at your feet and going, oh. It's a pretty good impression of what I want you guys to do. <laughs> I feel like I talked enough about uh, me getting an abortion. Um, people should be able to choose your body. You should do whatever you want all the time with your thing. And if you're a person that thinks that you shouldn't, you're older, usually, and your way of thought is dying, and <laughs> you're stupid. You're just not what the future way of thought is. And it sucks to watch old people, like, shit on young people for thinking that they can do whatever the fuck they want, uh, which they totally should be able to. And medically, it's different when old people, like, don't believe in the whole abortion thing it's like I kind of get it because when you heard about abortion you were just kicking people in the stomach and shoving people downstairs it's different now okay what happens is you go in a lady talks to you about real housewives for about 15 to 20 minutes and then you look at a cup of soup that is a fetus <laughs> And then you go, wow, that was going to be my child. That's hideous. I'm happy we got rid of it. It was so ugly. It wasn't even in one. Like, that was also a good joke that you guys did. He's nodding. He gets it. This one's close to home. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Next.
Come on, can I get some notes on that one? Right on, yeah. Uh, fuck people who don't think you should be able to do what you want all the time. My name's Connor Marshall. Have a weird night. <laughs> everybody yay I mean he's definitely doing what he wants I I wish I had the aplomb to wear your your uh, habitat your whole I don't even haberdashery's hats this I if I was wearing if I could dress in I'd look like grimace you know I'd have to wear like, like blah, blah, blah. He, you pull it off somehow without even and he doesn't it doesn't even have dirt under his nails from working on a car I don't know how he's doing it it's a steez choice you know what I mean all right, your next comedian is your first comedian who's one of our breeders, and he's actually bred four children, and they're all still alive. <laughs> like, wow! Uh, he has a bunch of shows down in Redwood City. Uh, he's been he's been a radio host. He's an amazing human being. He's also uh, an amazing. He's a superhero, guys, right now because he is working against nature to be with you here tonight. <laughs> Are you ready? You've got a hand up. Put your hands together, the very funny and amazing Paul Brumbaugh! Oh, there you go. Good to see you guys. How are you guys doing this evening, yeah? All right? Yes, I am a breeder, looking at me like I'm just some preacher on your porch. I do not have a Bible in my hand. I actually have a microphone. So it's okay. Don't kick me off. Uh, I am a... It is five children. Five. I, I'm a road comedian. I'm an old road dog. And so as a, as a comedian and being on the road, I feel a little bit like Johnny Appleseed. Kind of just distributing my seed all over the land um, for really cheap beer. Um, that's what I seem to do. And... Uh, I'm drinking because of juice, because usually it's alcohol. I like it. Um, out of my five kids, I have to admit that a couple of them are rescues. So they're not all actually mine. Um, and that's all right. Um, I raised all of them, except for one of them. Um, I even raised my ex-wife. I don't do really well in relationships. I'm single and I got all my kids. So I'm paying, my, I'm paying the price for it, right? Uh, most women will leave the city. I've had women leave the state or even the country. This one left the planet. Seriously, she went from being a deadbeat parent to just being dead. <laughs> you don't feel my pain? Come on, San Francisco. Oh, it's fucked up, so... Yeah, and, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm interested, and, and, and I keep doing it. I'm stupid. I, people go, why don't you get yourself snipped? Um, because the latest one won't let me. She wants a child. Oh, I know. You roll your eyes. You're not the one that has to do it. It's, it's, ov it's ovulation week. Anybody know about ovulation week? It means even if I want to go to sleep, he's not going to sleep. Yes, I say he. Um, so I'm working overtime. Um, but it's kind of cool. I get treated really well uh, during ovulation week. It's seven to ten days. I get treated like royalty, ladies. Um, I get massaged. I get treated like one of those, uh, those Kobe cows. I get massaged daily, fed beer. But in about ten more days, I'll be back to massaging my own beef, if you know what I mean. And everything has to be freshly squozed and ready to go. You can't have any stale stuff. They actually even send you into the room with reading material. They actually have a cabinet. And I go, you do realize we have cell phones right now, right? And it's funny because I came from the days where you had to pay for this stuff. Um, I still remember pouring on paper. 
um, like they do, apparently, in the doctor's office. And ladies, this is kind of just a PSA from me to you. Don't borrow a man's cell phone, his cell phone, his smartphone. There's more DNA on it than there is in an opening scene of CSI. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. Uh, I'm going to grab this and move this over and pretend like I was really cool. Um, let me see here. I am a comic. I told you about being on the road. I just came from Vegas just uh, last October. Done Vegas two times in the last couple of years. The first time I took my kids and my girlfriend. Guys, not the way to go. Not the way to go. Um, it's like going to Disneyland and not getting a ticket to go in or going on the rides. It's not cool. So go, don't go to Sin City with your entire family. Uh, this time I went, it was really cool. I went uh, and performed at Hempfest. Uh, gave the Lifetime Achievement Award to Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah, pretty cool fucking shit. Partied all night long. Also performed in one of the largest strip clubs called Sapphire. That's the way to go to Vegas. Party all night long. But then, you know, halfway through the night I realized, you know that old saying? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Should have brought the family. <laughs> Maybe next time, right? Good. You see what I did there? Good. I like that. Um, one thing I want to say to you guys is uh, everybody should be really be happy for people like me, breeders. Even you aborters, you're here, aren't you? Or you're enjoying the show. You're either performing or enjoying it. So if it wasn't for us, there wouldn't be you. And, and, and it's okay. I, I, I never knew my father. I never knew my father. My father must have been really considerate. I know the moment I was conceived, he asked my mother what kind of ice cream I'm going to like. Never saw him after that. And, and, and it's probably good because now I'm one of those overprotective parents. Um, I have a nine, I'm sorry, 17, 19, 20, and 23-year-olds. And again, I'm single. My 23-year-old just told me about a month ago, he called me on the phone, goes, Dad, you're fucking dead to me. You're dead to me. You know what? Dead men don't co-sign student loans, do they? <laughs> fucking still standing here. They shouldn't pick you up from like East Oakland at 4 a.m. in the morning, should they? <laughs> and you definitely shouldn't get phone calls like this. You have a collect phone call from Dad, bail me out! An inmate in the Santa Clara County Correctional Facility. So, I'm one of those comedians. I'm a starving comic. Um, when I'm done with my set, um, ladies, if you're interested in seeing if I'm really spreading my seed, you can follow me out. Um, I'm also starving, and I need to sell uh, my CD. It's $5, so come on out. And tonight it's really cool. Um, it's the best of George Carlin. So <laughs> guaranteed to laugh on this one. Yeah. I, I do a little radio show, like she said. It's on another station, like we like to say, another station. Can I say? I can say it? Okay. On FCC Free Radio, but I still like to say on another network. And, and ladies, I do. I have the voice for radio. I have the body to match. Have you seen it? <laughs> Drink it in from the second row, really. And I think it's, it's the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. I have no ass back here. The only reason I have an ass back there is because I have a wallet. It's like a phone book. <laughs> Just broke your chair. Um, I think that's about it. How close are we? I'm still going. I can keep going. I can keep it up. Believe me. Believe me, I can keep it up, ladies. This is why I'm a breeder. Three and a half minutes. Okay, cool. Um, I love San Francisco. Every Who's from the city? By round of applause. Everybody? Yes? 
Um, I love San Francisco because it's all about sex and debauchery. My favorite time of year is Folsom Street Fair. All right, anybody? It never lets me down. It never lets me down at all. Um, this last year was no exception. I brought my girlfriend. Her friend is another girl. So there's two girls. And then me and a buddy. My buddy taps me on the shoulder. He goes, check this out. This guy's got a lot of talent. I'm thinking I'm going to turn around. There's going to be a guy on a unicycle juggling like a bowling ball, a chainsaw, and an apple. No. No, San Francisco. That's not his talent. What is his talent, everybody? It's a radio show. It's down to his knees is his talent, okay? That's his talent. And it's great because he has a line of people like going like this. And, and it looks like the fast track at Disneyland for one of those rides. And the guy in front, I think he's taking an Instagram photo because all I see is this. <laughs> and ladies, he's big. He's blessed. I mean, you know how some guys kind of have that, uh, what is it called, the, the hook? This guy's got the hook to the left, and then his shit hooks on back over to the right. I mean, this guy could probably get you pregnant and give you an abortion all at the same time. So I'm trying to like let my girlfriend know and go, hey, 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 check this out. Because I can't look away. I'm heterosexual, but I still can't look away. It's like a fucking train wreck. So I'm trying to get her attention. I go, hey, baby, check this guy out. He's got some talent. Some talent. She looks over and just goes, ah. It's Vaney. Really, Vaney? Vaney's okay. Vaney gives directions. Vaney's like the 101 over to the 80 and split, right? Finally, a guy can give directions. I think it's just another service he provides. Let me see, what else do I got for you? My kids, um, I just, I did them the best thing this last Christmas. I didn't pay the Wi-Fi bill. <laughs> Fuck him. Right? And it's the gift that keeps giving. Um, my son that usually sits in front of his computer 24-7. If he's not in front of his computer in his room, he's got a device. Even when he's not in front of a device, his face glows, has this ambient glow. And I'm afraid it's a cancer or something, right? He's got the cancer. And it's funny because after two or three months, I'm like, dude, just stop playing all the Every game's online nowadays. So he played every CD-ROM game he could. He wasn't online, couldn't do anything. Finally started watching TV. That's how I grew up, in front of a TV set. And I'm like, thank God. Um, I also didn't get him any digital games. Nothing digital, nothing electronic. Got my son a football. He goes, what am I to do with this? I said, go deep. Thank you guys very much. Let's get you back to your house, Pam. Paul Brumba. He has children, but I still don't know if he's pro-kids or pro-abortion. I couldn't really tell from his set, but it was great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to... I, I should tell the people outside to be keep it down a little bit. I'll do that later. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, just tell them to, just tell those kids out there to just shush their cute little faces just a little bit. Just so cute. Because our next comedian is so funny, and I'm so glad that he's here. And I have no idea what kind of material he's gonna do, because uh, I love his background and I love that he's here. He's a young man, and I want to know what his opinion is. Uh, you guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together. It's Adam Strawbridge. <laughs> Hello. I know what you guys are thinking. What's this guy know about pregnancy? <laughs> he doesn't fuck. 
He's never seen a vagina. But that's not true. My mom's a doctor, and one time she left a textbook open on the kitchen table. And I totally saw, like, half a fallopian tube. So I'm, like, pretty qualified. Actually, until when I was in middle school, I used to think a pregnancy test worked the same way that the thermometers I used when I was a little kid worked, like, in your butt. And I was just like, wow, the human body <laughs> is a marvel. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, do I want to have kids? No, I don't. Because, mainly, I was a terrible kid. I was a huge... I was a brat. I was the worst. I was no Sasha Obama. <laughs> Malia's kind of a partier. Everyone knows that. But Sasha's a sweetheart. I don't want to deal with that when I'm, an, when I'm an adult, when I'm grown. So I don't want to have kids. I was talking to my dad last week, and he told me that I was such a brat. I was such a nightmare to raise that the custody battle over me was just a really expensive game of hot potato. So... And like it hurt my feelings, but like it's good to know. You need to when you're considering reproduction, you need to have all the evidence on the table. My parents are bad. They, I like in my defense, it wasn't all me. I think like the raising wasn't great, and I think it's a tough cycle to break, you know. So I don't even want to like risk it, kid-wise. My parents are bad. My mom is racist. She's racist in this like class. I don't know if you guys have ever been to like New England, but it's a very classic New England '90s kind of racism, where it's just like aggressive ignorance. My mom thinks any group of three or more black guys playing music together is reggae. Even if it's like a string quartet. Oh, beautiful reggae. So dumb. My dad's mean, too. My dad's mean. Uh, when I was a little kid, we'd walk around the city, and we'd, like, one time, I remember this vividly. We were walking around. We saw this young woman. She was down on her luck. She had a cardboard sign that said, I'm hungry. My dad just knelt beside her and said, Hi, hungry. I'm Steven. <laughs> what a jerk. Like what kind of impression does that leave on a young on a young lad? So I blame my parents, and I don't want to be I don't want to be a part of that. Let's talk about pregnancy. It's gonna ruffle some feathers. I just don't see what the big deal is, and I'll be the first to say it. Frankly, I was walking on Noe Valley. There's like bougie moms, you know, the frappuccinos, the kid strollers, like thousand dollar strollers, like little Bugattis. I don't even know what a Bugatti is, but Chris Brown talks about it, so I assume <laughs> it's nice. And I'm just like, and they're talking about like the miracle of childbirth. And like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a biologist, but I'm pretty sure childbirth is the one thing that like everyone has in common. Being born is something we've all gone through. <laughs> it's like the most predictable thing about people. Like if I had to pick anyone from this crowd right now and like, like a, a true fact about them, it was that they were in a womb at one point and then they were out of a womb. <laughs> Probably took around nine months. <laughs> so it's not a fucking miracle. Maybe you're not so, if you're like the trillionth person to be part of this process, Maybe you're not so fucking special. And again, I'll be the first to say it. I'll have the courage, the conviction to shit on single mothers. Um, a miracle is something you can't believe would happen, right? That's a miracle. It's not a miracle. It's like I can believe that your Israeli yoga instructor lied about getting a vasectomy. What I can't believe is that's not butter. Margarine's a Can we talk about that for a minute? You guys are going to think this is crazy, but I actually remember surviving my own abortion. It's nuts. This bit has never worked. Um, I was in the womb. I was chilling, right? It's like kind of a haze. And then I saw that little vacuum thing coming up the birth canal, making its way. And then I gave it the crane kick like Karate Kid, you know? Pow! <laughs> Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> just want to say that tag. 
It's like why I do that joke every time. So I feel like I have a personal connection to it, you know. But like, okay. To be honest, I haven't voted yet because I'm saving myself for marriage. But I like try to stay abreast of the issues. I try to stay on top of what's going on. I read magazines. I read like the cover in the back of a New Yorker or something. <laughs> so I know what's up. And this abortion shit is crazy. It's and like I try to be fair. I try to be able to, you know, if you're gonna get involved in an issue politically, you should be able to relate, you know? And I'm a white man, so it's getting harder and harder every day. <laughs> Trump. So what I do when I read articles about, or when I listen to the radio about abortion, what I do is I substitute uterus for my limited edition Magic the Gathering Thorn Elemental seven for seven <laughs> for five mana unblockable. <laughs> Unreal. Shut up. That's true, technically. Can't believe someone actually called me out. I'm rusty. Anyway, you get the point. So when I'm like, the freaking governments could tell me what I can or cannot do with my thorn elemental, I get incensed, you know? So that's why I'm pro-choice. Not for any other reason. It's because that green deck killed. I slayed. It was king of the hill. And then it was kind of downhill from there, from third grade on. Let's see. I don't, okay, here's another thing about children. That's bad, in my opinion. They're, they have no filter. They, don't, they say whatever they want. They say whatever they're thinking. It's terrifying. I was visiting New York with my sister. She's got a little kid, she's got a little girl. She's very cute, a little Sasha in the making. But uh, she just sees no filter, it's awful. We were walking around like the grocery store, supermarket. And she's just pointing out all this, you know, kind of mortifying shit. Shit you just don't say. Like, mommy, why is that woman so big? Mommy, where is that man's arm? You know? She's like asking what race is. Like, why is that man dark? It's like, it's like you want to engage with. Then we pass this poster, the Twin Towers, that says, never forget. And my niece just goes, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we're all thinking it. You don't say it, you know? All right, and that may be it for me. Thank you guys very much. Give it up for Pam. Adam Strawbridge! Yes, telling us the truth. Actually, your niece telling us. Yeah, that's a really, really great, amazing joke. Uh, we have another breeder up for you guys. Are you, does every, I don't even know if the theme of tonight is to try to convince you in one way or the other. Like, it's versus. I don't, I don't know what we're trying to do with that. I was just trying to be edgy. Uh, your next, it's just a fun word for, like, you know, it's like, don't, don't tell, don't talk about real things, otherwise people get nervous. Oh, no, it's good. Pushing boundaries. Uh, I'm excited. Our next comedian, he runs a show at The Layover in Oakland. He's been running it for like five years, six. It's been a long, long time. Uh, and he used to do, at the darkroom, he used to do the crazy thing with the movies. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is awesome. And he still, he runs the Kiwakas. It's, I can never pronounce it, and I'm such a jerk. But they have really great sandwiches down um, at sunset, and it's at 5.30 on Sundays. He's here for us right now, and he's a breeder, and he's going to be hilarious. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Spiegelman! Uh, 
Well, I want to just uh, thank you guys uh, for being here in this room for this great show, the performers, the people listening online, maybe on a podcast. But let's uh, let's be perfectly blunt. This first hour is like some white guy died, <laughs> and he's watching various ages before he goes, <laughs> right? Like he's thinny, skinny and... Uh, clothes conscious and he's 22 and doesn't know you know maybe he's uh, young and uh, evergreen and then just like broken and old and fat I mean these are classic dad pants that I'm wearing all my muscles are trying to keep my hips in place so these pants don't fall down during my performance so that'll be a lot of so yeah I mean like we've just seen like uh, having all the guys go first, and they're all white guys. It just, it just seems like I'm watching some guy's life. It's like a <laughs> Richard Linklater movie where, you know, and it starts off with like, hey, guys, I'm going to tell a joke. Abortion, ha, ha, with cancer, he, I hate kids. And then it's going to be like, <sighs> mortgages, <laughs> high blood pressure and children. So I actually, uh, uh, on the breeder side, which by the way, I don't think it's exclusive, abortion versus breeders. I mean, there could be some overlap, I'm sure, uh, if I may be the first to say. But I, I just wanna, I'm always amazed, I, I, and I blame the internet, but it's okay not to want kids, right? It's okay to be a childless man-child, it's cool. I have no problem with that. Uh, but get off the message boards, okay? <laughs> Stay off the message boards. You know, you ever go to a message board and they're like, <clears throat> you know, there'll be like a story. A 78-year-old man slapped the baby who was crying at, at uh, Walmart or whatever and got arrested. Well, I don't think he'd get arrested. You know, as someone who doesn't want to have children force down people's throats, you know. Uh, you know, it's just... Uh, it's always on a message board. There's a great, uh, I saw a great news report, and I wish I remembered anything, but uh, what I do remember is the story was this young woman was uh, in line with, and in front of her was a mom with a kid, and the kid was like screaming or just acting like a brat, and she, she told the mother, uh, you know, your kid's a brat, and you should do this, and you should do that, and the mother punched her in the face, and that made the news. And the, uh, the young woman who got punched said, you know, I, I didn't expect it. Well, this is IRL, right? This is real life. It's not a message board. People will punch you in the face when you make comments like that. <laughs> and you know what? When anyone gives me any kind of comment about my kid, I just say three words. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Do you just insult my mother? How dare you? You just fucking talk shit in front of my kid. Fuck you. Right? Isn't that the same thing? So don't, don't educate uh, anyone with a kid. If you see a kid and it looks bad and there's something going on, well, we don't need you involved in this, right? <laughs> you don't need to say anything, do you? <laughs> Just let it be. Uh, I brought notes because this is a podcast. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. You know, and uh, airplanes, you know, every time people complain about babies on the airplanes, this is what I hear. I can't talk on my phone during the flight. You know? I had my child uh, on the airplane and it was going cross country. And these two guys, talk about the evolution of white guys. It was a, a guy in a suit and a young college guy. And the college guy sees me and my daughter and he says, uh, 
oh, he says to the business guy, don't you hate kids on an airplane? And I said, dumbass, right? Loud enough, I said, dumbass. That's why I said out loud. Because just let it go, you know? It's a public plane, sorry. And I think kids are more, don't forget, you grew up, all right? You know, this is the thing that gets me, all right? We like nostalgia for childhood. We just don't like childhood, right? We don't like to see it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, hates, this I wrote, hates children nostalgic for childhood. That's, you know? <laughs> and another thing, what's up with the society nowadays in America where we have to shame and school everybody? Don't, you don't need to school. Listen, if you want to school someone, like you want to school a parent, how about school children? Become a substitute teacher. We need more teachers. Like, if you really want to school, why don't you uh, school uh, kids? Whew. Right? Uh, but, you know, one other thing about children. I, I think it's just, it, it, it's not a question of like, oh, I, I mean, I had a kid when I was 39. So watching all these guys in their 20s talk about like, oh, I'm not, oh, not going to do it. Hey, man, I agree. Obviously, I agree, right? And then, of course, the 30s come, and you can't have kids because the 30s are the new 20s. And then, you know, so, but I, I realize, you know, it's just a sense of responsibility, I guess. And I would probably just say the one thing I notice trying to raise a kid is, that, you know, you're in constant fear of peril, you know. And the kids, when they're babies, they don't sleep. They're up 24 hours. And that is a way to condition the parent to break their soul and break their spirit so that when a baby coughs at 4 in the morning down the hallway, I'm up. And I can hear it. So uh, that's, that's kind of a, but there was a, there was a point to that, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, wow. I've never had an opportunity to talk about my kid for more than like six minutes, you know. <laughs> People are always like, that's boring, Spiegel, and I don't want to hear that. <laughs> hey, did you guys see Captain America Civil War? I bit torrented. It was pretty good. No, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, and uh, you ever see like people get like upset? Like also another thing... There's something called a neighborhood, and that's warts and all. You know, uh, one of the things I, I, I know is that in San Francisco, when somebody, like, gets angry that there's a kid at a restaurant, what they're saying is this. Oh, I'm so jealous. He's a native, and I'm a transplant. Ooh. Right? I thought we liked native San Franciscans, right? Don't we put them on an altar? Well, where the fuck do they come from? Test tubes? No, you got to raise them in the city. So let, let that part be. And I'm sure you were a terror anyway. So yeah, one thing I do notice is that you get the fear, you, your soul is broken, but there's only two times in your life, one where you're like alive and one when you're sleepwalking, right? So when you're like new experiences, like you get beat up in the playground, you're pretty awake. The next 30 years of your life, temping, you're not really awake. But if you have like a kid and you're watching the kid get beat up in the schoolyard or the playground, suddenly you're awake again, you know. So you're more alert, I would say. But I, I would just, you know, give, give, cut, cut some slack is what I would say. And I, I'm very excited. I'm just killing time because my pants are still holding up. So thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to do the full 10, Pam. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Well, that's it. He's a breeder. He's a good guy. His name is Mike Spiegelman. Go check him out in Oakland. I have to go tell people outside to shut the fuck up. It's really, it's really annoying me.
So, George, I hear your voice specifically all the time. Shut the fuck up. Uh, everybody else, just keep it down outside because when you're laughing hysterically and then people are telling jokes, it's it's sort of it's sort of distracting. That's all. Thanks, guys. Yeah. That's how you do it. You just call them out by name on the podcast. That's how it gets done. <laughs> nanny duty. Exactly. I, I mean, and I, I am a nanny. That's what I do for money. And I am so patient with children all the time because I'm being paid to do it. <laughs> that's the thing that's so confusing to me. Parents, they don't get paid for it. So I have no idea why they're doing it. It's so weird to me. Like, why would you be spending all this time with these little people if you're not getting paid 20 <laughs> $23 an hour. There's not, no one's, they don't, they don't seem to understand. They seem to think that they love them. Uh, your next comedian is a stellar human being. Uh, he writes for Savage Henry. He's a hilarious guy. He used to, he used to teach school and deal with snotty booger jam hands and gross little children all the time. Uh, and he has wonderful stories about that, but he's hilarious. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Josh Argyle. Keep it going for your host, Pam Benjamin. Guys, let her hear it, huh? Why not? Ugh. I'm 30, which means all my friends from high school are having babies, which means I could not be more pro-abortion. Just fucking... Like, everybody... Dude, you glad I'm having a baby? I remember when you sold part of your car for heroin, so no, I'm totally not glad. <laughs> Super not glad. Like, because... I don't have kids, but from my experience hearing about my friends' kids, being like having a baby is like, if you can imagine being told, hey man, I'm buying a Kia. There's two types of thoughts for that. Fuck yeah, car! Oh, fuck a Kia, that's gonna be a lot of fucking work. <laughs> if that second one, if your thought is that second one, fucking suck that shit out, all right? That's not gonna end well. I think if the moment like you have that thought where you're like, oh fuck, do I wanna be a parent? Somebody from the state should come to your house when you're working with a bottle of maple syrup and just pour maple syrup all over your fucking house because guess what? You have a baby. Everything's going to be fucking sticky now, all right? <laughs> and they're going to take a dump. Where are they going to take a dump? You won't fucking know. It's time to play find the dump. That's where your tax dollars are going. Like, there's 7 billion people on the planet. I don't know that math. My football coach was my math teacher, so I can barely read or write. <laughs> there's 7 billion people on the planet I'm like not super pro-abortion because like that seven billion people's fucking up the environment or whatever. I'm super pro for it because we're fucking running out of cool names. There's seven billion people. There's only a certain amount of cool names. My buddies had a baby. They named it Thad. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be cool because I thought it was short for like Thaddeus, like something fucking cool, like fucking Thaddeus Aurelius, like, like super badass in Roman Thaddeus Aurelius Maximus. Like his mother was a Viking princess and his father was a burning sword. That kind of fucking awesomeness. No. They just named him Thad. Just bullshit. That's not going to progress the species because nobody's fucking Thad. No. You know what Thad is? Thad is the sound a vagina makes when it snaps shut. Thad. That is what that sound is. Bullshit name. We're gonna get our species won't progress. Like, not even as a culture we couldn't progress. We couldn't have a military. We can't have drill instructor Thad. Listen up, maggots! I'm your instructor Thad. Well, we're gonna pillow fight. I don't know. My name's Thad. Uh, if you don't like it, you can fucking take it all the way up the branch to Colonel Skyler. Oh, you can't? 
Oh, Colonel Skyler's at a Kid Rock concert because his name's Skyler. We fucked up. It never fails. If you meet somebody named Skyler, ask them about dirt bikes. Chances are they'll know about them. I don't know how it works. We'll either know about dirt bikes or being racist. One of the two. Probably both. Uh, like, and I'm, I'm not anti-baby because it's super hard to be anti-baby. Or pro, I'm not anti or pro-baby. It's very hard to be. Like, I'm not yay baby, but I'm not babies. I'm in the middle babies. Because I've never been like, I've never been happy. I've never like, oh, fuck, man, that baby gave me $20. Little tiny knuckles, baby, good work. But I've also not been mad. Like, oh, fuck, stop fucking my wife, baby. What the shit? Now we're in the middle. I, and I think I, like, am in the middle. Like, babies are awesome, whatever. What fucks them up is parents because they want to talk about their babies. <laughs> Parents, your kids are fucking awesome. They're little tiny rays of sunshine, and in your own mind, they're the most interesting person in the world because you made them. <laughs> to everybody else, a story about your baby is just, hey, let's put fun on pause for five minutes. Let's do that shit. My friends just want to talk about their babies. I'm like, God, you'll never guess what my baby did. <laughs> I don't know, Stephanie, you had her four months ago. Let me take a fucking whack at this. She shit her pants. Are we done here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm jaded, guys. I work in a continuation elementary school. Uh, what? 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 Don't you mean a continuation high school? No, certainly don't. Certainly don't. Continuation elementary school. Continuation high schools are dope because they're for like a dude who was like, I just want to fucking smoke Halloween. I don't care. Like, Look at a dude who was just fucking banging somebody under the bleachers or for somebody who stabbed somebody on accident 17 times. They're for those people. We need them. And continuation high school kids are awesome. They're endearing. They're fucking charming. That's why they make fucking movies about them where Jennifer Garner comes in and does an embarrassing dance or The Rock comes and coaches football. They're charming and endearing and it's beautiful. Continuation elementary schools are none of that shit because they're not old enough to be charming. They're in third grade. <laughs> no one's going to make an inspirational sports movie about continuation elementary school kids, because it would just be, they were a team that nobody thought they could. Oh, for Christ's sake, Rudy, stop hitting him with a rock. What the fuck? <laughs> this summer. Bullshit. <laughs> suck, man. They suck. Uh, just fucking awful. It, working in a continuation elementary school is a lot like working in that movie Gremlins. We're like, oh my God, those fucking things are fucking adorable. Look at them. They're all, holy shit, he shot that guy with a crossbow. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Jesus. And they're jerks. Fucking jerks. Kid gave me a nickname a couple weeks ago. Just walked up to me. I'm going to call you Mr. Buttface. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Like, fucking right, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> I can't go up with my master if I can't ham him up. That's, that's weird. Now, you know, five days of that is adorable. Ten days of that is bullshit. And on Friday, I was like, hey, man, um, could you fucking kind of respect people and not call me Mr. Buttface? So I'm happy to tell you that I have a new nickname, and that is Mr. Faggot. So um, <laughs> let that be a lesson to you. If your nickname is Mr. Buttface, fucking keep it there, all right? There's so many way worse things you could be called by a third grader. <laughs> fucking jerks. One of them called me fat today. 
really adorably too, just walked up to me, just, excuse me, excuse me, you're fat. I don't know what to do. There's nothing you can do. You can't like try to like Jezebel your way out of the situation and go, hey buddy, that's fucking not what we do, all right? That's body shaming, we don't do that shit. Because he's third grade, he's going to smell blood in the water and just go, you're fat, fatty, fatty, fat, fat, your sweat's gravy. That's what he's going to (laughs) do. You also can't shout at him because I look like this. You cannot shout at an adorable young kid. Like, I can't go, oh, I'm fat. Fuck you, I'm fat. Guess what? Santa's not real. (laughs) The Easter Bunny kills kids, and your parents are getting a divorce, and it's your fucking fault, Timmy. (laughs) You You want fluffernutters? No, apparently not. How good are fluffernutters, by the way? Peanut butter and marshmallow? Yep. <laughs> Although it's really hard to buy, like, all those, like, Wonder Bread, peanut butter, and fluffernutters looking like this as a single man and, like, a, like a win, an old windbreaker. That's all windbreakers come is old and stained with mustard. You cannot buy a new windbreaker. Is I don't make fluffernutters. In your van? No, in my house! God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. Kids stole my lunch two weeks ago. Stole it. Had my name on it. In big red letters, it says Josh's lunch. In a brown bag. He stole it. I don't know who did it. It's bullshit. Because you can't accuse a kid of that. You can't. There's no way. Like, I, what I wanted to do was shut the entire classroom down. Fucking locks. Boom. We're not getting out here until we figure this shit out. I wanted to, like, Liam Neeson and take in the situation. Just... I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for money, I have none. I work here. <laughs> but I will tell you, I have a very particular set of skills that I, had, I have honed by getting kicked out of not one, not two, but three junior colleges. <laughs> and I will find that fucking sandwich. <laughs> no. Because you look crazy. I can't go, oh, all right. Who stole my sandwich? I'm going to waterboard each and every one of your mothers until I find my sandwich. Oh, I was sitting on it. Sorry, Cheryl. Sorry. Sorry you had to go through that really horrible thing. Terrible. Like, a world without abortion is a horrible world. A world without abortion is Ohio. (laughs) Believe it or not, sometimes old gravelly voice gets to travel and do some comedy, and I was in the great state of Ohio. Don't you woo Ohio. Don't do that to yourself. Are you from Ohio? Oh, my God. I want to put one of those, like, silvery splice blankets on you. Holy shit. You've been through so much. Go Buckeyes. You know know what's fun to do in Ohio? Pack the car and go to Pennsylvania. That's the funnest thing to do in Ohio. We're getting out of here. We're going to Pittsburgh. At least they used to have industry. You know what sucks about Ohio? Drew Carey is the second most handsome man in Ohio. It's LeBron and Drew Carey, and then nobody. Horrible state. If Ohio was a major league pitcher, the manager would come out and take the ball from Ohio. The manager would just come out and go, sorry, kid, you just don't have it today. Uh, Check it out. We're going to let Puerto Rico give it a shot because they have beautiful women and delicious food. And, uh... You have racist people who look like they're made of mayonnaise, so just not your fucking day. Not your fucking day. But there is a downside to abortion 
because if we aborted everybody, we wouldn't have hate street. And I love hate street so much. I love a hate street because it has all of the trappings of like a dirty San Francisco, like it's the tenderloin if Dr. Seuss jizzed all over it. That is fucking what a hate street is. And it's beautiful. Like, oh my God, that's not a crackhead. That's a guy on heroin singing a song about dragons he wrote on a lute. Holy shit. For those of you who don't know what a lute is, it's like a guitar, but for people who don't get pussy, that is what a lute is. Google it. Google it. Love hate street so much because it forces you to interact with other humans. Out of nowhere, you could just be standing there and realize, oh shit, I've been in a five minute conversation that I didn't know about, and now I either have to buy this guy's amethyst crystals or be in here for another five minutes. (laughs) Goods and services exchanged, don't get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Wonderful, man. It is wonderful. The closest thing, I don't like the closest thing I've ever had to a pregnancy scare was I had the condom break once, um, which, uh, you know, me and my girl were having sex. Uh, don't picture it. <laughs> if you need to picture something, picture a beautiful young woman, a stunning young woman, and uh, just me, uh, just a big garbage bag full of mashed potatoes just banging against you. <laughs> just that. <laughs> oh, gross. Yuck. And so we were fucking. About a couple minutes into it, the condom breaks. It's ever happened to you, stunningly handsome gentleman? God damn, your jawline is... God, I'm so mad at you! I don't have a jawline. I just have a fat neck. You ever had the condom break? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. No, it's not, man. You had, it's a lot like being an astronaut, and you're out in space doing whatever the fuck astronauts do. Again, my football coach was my math teacher, so I don't know. But you're out in space, and you get a tear in your spacesuit. But instead of the infinite vacuum and blackness of space killing you instantly, instead of that, it feels incredible! <laughs> Holy shit, actual skin to skin human contact? High five me, kitten. Jesus, my Jesus is a kitten. Deal with that shit. <laughs> and I realized. <laughs> I realized that. Sh- I realized I'm not a good guy. Because a good guy would have stopped, a good guy would have gone, oh! Oh, pardon me, madame. There appears to be a puncture in this prophylactic. <laughs> Perhaps I could go procure another one at the local CVS and get back to pleasuring you post-haste. I'd do any of that shit. I tried to shimmy my wiener back into the shards of the broken condom like I was, like, pulling POWs out of NAM. Just, come on! Gotta get to the chopper! Let's go! I don't care if he doesn't have legs. That's a weird way to end that joke, guys, but you're gonna have to fucking deal with it. Have a good night. Amazing. Oh, it just keeps getting better as the time. Yeah, you know, leap over the chairs. It's, it's, everything's flexible here, uh, especially the ladies. Am I right? Just kidding. I don't even know why I said that. I was just like putting feminism back 50 years. Uh, I'm excited for your next comedian, not only because he's a, an amazing human being, but he's been on this planet more than any of us <laughs> uh, longer. Uh, and he's had many children, which is confusing because I think he started out as a Catholic priest, which is interesting that he's had so many children. He is, I don't know if he's going to talk about breeding or abortion. I don't know. We're, you guys are going to love it. Get ready to lose your minds. Clap hysterically and wildly for Griffin Daly. Whammy, whammy, woo. Oh, I love the smell of estrogen in the evening. 
Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Somebody's ovulating around here. <laughs> Girls, let me ask you a question. No, seriously, let me ask you a question, ladies. Um, was there a time when you were teenagers where you got that feeling like you wanted to have a baby, like, like just like a natural, like an urge to have a baby? No? No? What about you girls? Anyone know? No? You did, right? Yeah. I remember girls, some of them, not all of them, but some, they just like, that's why you get all those teenage pregnancies, right? You know, because they're just like, no, don't put the condom on. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking squirt it, you know. O'Connor <sighs> was talking about us old people like looking down on you guys and criticizing you. It's not fucking true. We don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> My generation is the first generation to say, fuck it, we're going to do what we want to do. And we did. Well, I remember my mum talking to me when I was three years old, saying, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. And in my mind, I'm going, I can when you're not fucking looking. <laughs> do what I fucking like. And I did. I got expelled from school three fucking times. Wouldn't let me back at 15. I said, no, don't come back. Get out of here. <laughs> all right, that's all right. I ran away, did all kinds of shit. It's fucking great. Do what you fucking want, man. How are you? <laughs> Mikey, Mikey. Yeah, see, I remember. Do what you want to do. I climbed a thousand foot fucking cliff when I was 18 with no ropes, no pitons, no fucking hammer, on my own, and I'd never been up there. I had no fucking idea where I was. But I made it. <laughs> Deny, right? I'm here. I once drove a car, a Triumph 2500, 135 miles an hour on the M6 motorway in England on Sunday afternoon. With my wife and kids in the car. See, I'm fucking mad. <laughs> fucking mad. This is true. I can't help it. <sighs> but you know that thing about having kids, you know. No, it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling, you know, that when your first kid leaves home. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <sighs> Sorry, I'm tying you up there, dude. <clears throat> she was 16. Six fucking teen when she got pregnant. My missus. I was 17. You know, ran out of money, no condoms, you know. She said, ah, don't worry about it. Fuck. Well, I'll tell you something. If she could have had an abortion, she would have had an abortion. Illegal, couldn't find anyone to fucking do it. Got married. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> well, come on, it's ridiculous. Fucking abort it! Unless you're 30 or more and married with money, you know. Otherwise, you're a waste of fucking time. I wonder how many of your parents are thinking, you know, how many of your parents have wondered, you know, fuck, I should have done. <laughs> One or two of them probably. A couple of bastards. Mine probably did, you know. My mum was probably thinking, oh, fuck, now they got abortion. Shit, 50 years too fucking early. <laughs> you know, six kids. Well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> fuck. Uh, it's ridiculous, mate, you know. <sighs> I was in London the other week. Big party, I had to go. In walks my ex-wife. <laughs> Making a beeline towards me. And 
she's still got that beautiful smile, those big blue eyes, you know. She came right up towards me. I was filled with that old desire to strangle the bitch. <laughs> I didn't, of course, you know, because it's civilised now, you know, I can't do this. She comes, oh, Griffin, look at you. You haven't changed a bit in 30 years. I said, thanks, babe. She says, yeah, you always look 65. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not saying anything. I said, we're not allowed to put women down in America these days, so I don't know how to do it. She says, come on, it's fucking England. She said, sarcasm rules. Hit me with something. I said, well, I have been wondering for a while, you know, um, did you ever manage to get that crocodile out of your pussy <laughs> so that thing's eating more fucking dick than Marco Rubio <laughs> <sighs> she goes oh I know let's play a guessing game I said sure she goes okay guess which one of the kids is yours <laughs> fuck <laughs> goes, no, silly, it was the abortion. <laughs> well, it saved me a few quid, you know, didn't it? In the long run. But it was the 70s, the 60s, the 70s, you know. You talk about the fucking sexual revolution, I mean, from 65 to 85, everyone did what they fucking wanted. That was true. We had fucking wife swapping parties, orgies, fucking everything. It was just like, <sighs> yes, we fucking did. <laughs> of course, AIDS put an end to it in 1985. Once that jumped into the hetero pop, it was like all the women like, hey, stop. Then stop the gay guys. Of course, yes, they're all men. They can't say no. They're like, kept going but I see that we had it's all over <laughs> of course we still had those um, regular STDs you know every couple of months a dose of the clap would go whizzing through the neighbourhood <laughs> didn't stop us messing around we're all on the penicillin at the same time didn't make any difference if I <laughs> <sighs> Fond memories, fond memories. <laughs> now, I, I, I often miss that burning sensation. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck me. Stop looking at me like that. I can't help it, I know I'm fucking old. You think I want to be old? I fucking hate it. I want to be young with all this beautiful young pussy. It's fucking terrible. Can't get them anymore. <laughs> I don't even like other old people. <laughs> old geezer coming towards me on the street. Fluffy white hair. Face like a scrotum. I'm trying to avoid him. I move this way, he goes that way. I move that way, he goes that way. I'm walking towards my reflection in the window. Don't look that bad, do I? No. Oh, thank you, darling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no personality, but he's got a British accent. So it's all right there. Oh, dear, you know. Uh, 
No, but you know, I'm going deaf too. I can hardly fucking hear myself. That's why I'm shouting all the time. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, you start to lose all kinds of things, don't we, you know. And, um, <laughs> money, you know, fucking, the dress books. No, but it's just, no, I'm going deaf. And my wife, she's a gourmet chef, right? She calls me, she said, oh, Griff, uh, lunch is coming. She said, I'm smoking some herrings. I said, well, I want to smoke some heroin too. <laughs> you tried it? Fucking God, I fucking tried it. All that weed shit. Oh, it's fucking great. It's like, it's like you're flying to Hawaii. I fell over three times in a fucking month. Three times. That's why my hip's fucked up, right? Oh, it is. I go to the doctor. He says, oh, Mr. Daly, why did you fall down? I said, well, that's the only direction you can go when you fall. <laughs> he goes, no, no. He said, the reason. He said, did you trip? I said, no, not since Woodstock. <laughs> what about? He starts examining me with his stethoscope and shit, you know, poking me in the tummy. He goes, look at this lot, he says. You're overweight for your height. I said, come on, Doc, you don't know how high I am. <laughs> Nobody knows that. <laughs> now, I don't really do drugs. No, I know I look like I'm stoned after time, but I don't know. I'm just carrying residue from the 80s. Little bits of quaaludes and cocaine, you know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, get that fucking thing. <sighs> Where was I? Uh, yeah. Then the nurse walks in, right? She goes, uh, strip off Griffin naked, she get on the couch. I said, okay, get the fucking doctor out. Let's just, let's just a threesome, right? Said, no, you idiot. She says, got to examine you for the melanoma. I had one a couple of years back, you know. So I've got it all over. She said, strip right naked, see? So I'm lying down on the couch. She comes back in a couple of minutes, starts poking me around, you know. Fucking great it was. Poking me. Ooh, look at that. Yes, fucking lovely, darling. Then she gets up to my ding dong, right? She goes, oh, look at this. What's this black spot on the end? I said, what? You better have a look at that. So she starts poking it around. <laughs> and it starts growing, you know. Well, not a lot, you know. But <laughs> no, 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 it did. It's just well, she starts squeezing it. So squeeze. I said, what are you squeezing? She squeezes it really hard and the end's getting all fucking big and purple. You know how they do. Well, you know how you, when you squeeze them hard, right? And she goes, oh, look at this, she says. She said, and she whips this fucking scalpel. She said, I better cut that off right now. And I jumped off the fucking bed. <laughs> Fucking no! She said, what's the matter? I said, it's fucking felt it. Well, I put it on there so you could. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Bigot, say. Uh, uh, all bigots look the same to me. Well, I told you about this. Well, we're 15 years old, right? Both of us. And instead of putting the knob end in her mouth, she's biting down on the base of it. I said, what the fuck? 
fuck you doing? You got it back to front. She said, oh, sorry, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> got some clean jokes, but I didn't waste the fucking time around here, you know. All right, kids, I've got to go. But I just want to say this, in case there's any religious people in the room, and if you are fucking, just fucking wise up, will you? It's fucking 2016. Well, look, anyway, um, I just wanted to say... Um, I bet you when Jesus died, everyone was like, well, thank fuck for that. Now we can start counting forwards in time. (laughs) Griffin Daly! He's still alive. We have to make a special song for you. He can still hear us. It's awesome. Keep it going for Griffin Daly. Yes! So we're finally moving into the part of the show that matters because we're going to actually have women comedians talk about abortion (laughs) or babies, whatever, or both, or whatever they want to talk about. It's all good. Uh, I'm really excited to bring up our next comedian. Uh, She was sick for a while and it made me sad. And I'm so glad that you're okay again because you're a super funny comedian and I love seeing you every time you're out. You guys, you're going to love her. It's Mary Bushy. What's up, pussies? Um, everyone give a round of applause to Pam, my favorite pro-choice role model of all fucking time, guys. I missed it here. I had strep throat for like a month, and I had to go to work, so I'm, thanks for having me. Um, all right, well, first off, I just want to say, with someone who's decided to, like, actively not have a baby why in the fuck do I have to be reminded every month that I'm not pregnant (laughs) I know it doesn't pain you but it fucking sucks I took a I am taking a birth control that's supposed to prevent having my period and my body's like oh she's a whore she needs to know every month it's like Tom Petty in there I need to know I need to know I can't sing, um, but yeah, seriously, it fucking sucks, and uh, my stomach hurts, sorry. <laughs> I feel like something died in there. <laughs> oh, wait, it did! <laughs> A little backstory, I thought J-Date was for stoners. Uh, so, yeah, I got on the date, and I was like, huh, I like these people. Those people are cool. And when I mean those people, I mean Jews. <laughs> so I decided to work at the Jewish Community Center and become a swim instructor. And immediately I started hating it. Do you know how many fucking J- Jewish kids shit in the pool every day? <laughs> I had to quit after only three months because I was so sick of being fingered. (laughs) Do you know how, like every day I was like, all right, let's do our Superman. (laughs) One of them, Raul, had a foot fetish. Um, So that's a little backstory with my child uh, experience. Um, I'm not the kind of girl to bring balloons to like a children's birthday party. I'll bring black tar balloons to a party, but not just regular. Um, so, uh, I used to be a model, surprise, (laughs) I don't know if the heroin didn't tell you guys that, but, um, 
Yeah, it's true though. Models are naturally thin. We're fucking skinny naturally. It's natural for people to be thin when they don't eat. <laughs> and that's what I did. I was obsessed with being thin. Um, and when I was 16, I had this dream. This tells you how obsessed I was. I had a dream that I was the Virgin Mary and I got knocked up, which means I lost my modeling career because I was getting fat. <laughs> so I aborted Jesus. <laughs> but hey, I had a blossoming modeling career. What else could you what, ask for? Like, I needed to be a supermodel. Because Tyra told me to. <laughs> um, Tyra talks. Um, so we have options now, guys. We're lucky. Like, I, I mean, that dream kind of taught me. <laughs> we have plan A, abortion, obviously. Plan B, morning after pill, abortion in a pill. Plan C, fucking push me down some stairs. <laughs> Um, I recently went through a breakup and it's been sick. I loved it. It was great. Um, <laughs> he was so horrible. I was like, why? Um, I like alone time a lot and my room to smell good. Um, <laughs> I've been feeling like a new woman. Um, but it's the first or not the, fr I didn't have to get an abortion this time, which was also like, <laughs> two birds, you know, um, lemonade. And <laughs> I broke up with him the day that album dropped. I was like, <laughs> um, I did, I broke up with him before I heard the album. I'm not really into Beyonce. I listened to like murder city devils. I'm not going to ruin my, my, uh, reputation. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just want to, I realize there's like a plan D kind of uh, birth control. By the way, am I making Ohio look great? <laughs> Aren't I just like, we're out there. <laughs> from Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. The only one who's ever had an abortion from Kentucky. Standing right here in front of this huge audience. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. God created the Irish so that I can rely on whiskey dick. <laughs> that's one, that's a work in progress. I'll figure it out. But that's, thank God for Nathaniel for always having whiskey dick so I didn't have to get an abortion. Yeah, I said his name. Uh, <laughs> everyone should go troll him at Wild Hawk. It's the place that replaced Lexington. <laughs> that place the trendy bar with all the tipsters and like right yeah boo queen yes queen um anyone watch teen mom so i was doing my research for my set today and i watched a whole lot of teen mom and it's silly as the dickens <laughs> let me tell you um but I don't know, when I was watching him, I'm like, man, I'm glad I, this didn't come out when I was living in Cincinnati, Ohio, because I would have been like, shit, these girls are getting $200,000 per episode, their second husbands are like super hot rednecks, uh, and they get fake boobs, like, sign me up. <laughs> Tell my boyfriend, like, Cletus, oh, just, you know, unload in me this time, not on my chest. 
Not gonna go to the bathroom afterwards. Um, no wires this time. Um, they should have had like a teen feminist show to like balance it out because I know there's a lot of girls out there who would try to get knocked up and be like Farah, and if they saw like a teen mom that might just fem teen feminist that might confuse them, <laughs> they're like, oh, let's just be human beings instead. Um, but those girls also are those girls who go out at night and you see them, they're here from San Jose, or like <laughs> San Jose, they're all from San Jose. <laughs> And they go out like thinking they look like J-Lo, and then they, c they look, leave looking amazing, and then they come home the next morning looking like John Bonet's corpse. <laughs> they like, and the way, the whole like, like structure of how they do this too, they're like, all right, I'm getting ready, I'm gonna bump to Casey and JoJo, like, ah, ah. <laughs> I dance like David Byrne. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, they step their bras, they're fucking like glittered up, they're ready to go, they look amazing. They're like, hmm, tonight I think I'm gonna take PCP and walk on stilts. <laughs> they get to the club and you know, all of a sudden Shrilla, sh sh Shrilla, Shrilla? Who's that guy who's like, Shrilla, Shrillix. Shrillix. <laughs> <laughs> they go from Casey and Jojo to Skrillex and like, uh, they meet this charming man named Raphael who's a part PR at all the clubs in the Bay Area. And they're like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. He's like really into putting my finger up his butt. And bam. <laughs> and the next day that's like a, on Saturdays, it's a trail of tears with drunk girls, you know? Um, but that's how they get knocked up. And you know, they don't, they don't have you choose the superior choice. Um, how far am I? Uh, okay, so I am a frequent uh, visitor at Planned Parenthood. Everyone give it up for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have those in Ohio. Um, uh, and um, yeah, I have like a frequent buyer, frequent, every fucking trying I try to say it, frequent buyer card from Planned Parenthood, and all the holes are punched in there, so next time I get a free abortion. <laughs> Cindy's gonna help me there. Um, and I was like thinking, oh shit, I love like talking about Planned Parenthood and abortion, and I wanna move to Nashville really bad, where I could never talk about it, because everyone owns a gun there, and they're not afraid to raise them. I betcha. <laughs> Um, and I was like, you know what? Believe in yourself, Mary. Don't, don't let them stop you. So I'm going to go to Nashville. I'm going to tell my jokes about abortion. And if they put the guns on me, I'm going to tell them to aim right around here. <laughs> the sweet spot, you know? Not like here, here, here. Those are insured right here. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I guess I'll end on that. Shout out to my grandma for having wired abortions in the alley. <laughs> Only Planned Parenthood. Awesome stuff.
Uh, we have one last comedian for you guys here tonight. Are you ready for your headliner? Yeah! She has blue hair. I'm suspecting that she's not going to have a baby until she maybe, you know, someday if you ever dye your hair or another. No, no, no babies. She says, no baby, no baby here. Uh, I'm excited to hear her jokes tonight. You guys are going to clap wildly for your headliner right now. It's Annette Bellaney. <laughs> guys did you notice how like half the room left when it women started talking <laughs> just wanted to point that out um so yeah i don't have kids uh at least that i know of um i did spend a lot of my 20s blackout drunk and i'm pretty stretched out so i just might not have noticed um on a side note why do dudes always get to brag about their big dicks and i don't get to brag about my big vagina <laughs> Like, because if you have a big dick, that's just genetics, whereas I earned this. <laughs> Fucking male privilege. There's so many times I'll be hanging with, like, a group of dudes, and they're all metaphorically just taking it out and comparing dick sizes, and I want to be like, yo, y'all would be, like, lost little bats flapping around in my cave, so just shut up and put them away. <laughs> um... But yeah, so I don't have kids. I don't want kids, which is why I feel like my opinions on kids are actually better because um, they're like they're clear-eyed they're unbiased by like hope regret or love um, and I do have a lot of opinions about kids because I feel like parents today are really fucking up like they coddle kids obviously and they should they're scared for their kids and they should be scared but they're scared of the wrong things like they're always scared of kidnapping your kids are not that cute. Um, they're really scared like have you ever tried to offer one of your bougie friends kids juice Oh my God, that shit is like heroin today, which I would never offer to a kid. I mean, I feel like kids shouldn't do drugs. You should wait until life has disappointed you more. <laughs> right, like when you've grown up and you can no longer wring any joy from unadulterated existence, that's when you turn to drugs. But yeah, you offer these kids juice and their parents flip their shit. Like, and I just feel like that's unrealistic because you should not be preparing your kid for like to avoid carbs. You should be preparing your kid for fucking disasters and survival situations, <laughs> right? Like global warming is gonna happen. That motherfucker, it's gonna be a lot more uh, important that they know how to swim than that they know how to avoid insulin spikes, <laughs> right? When the big earthquake hits, it's gonna be so much more crucial that they get glucose from wherever they can. Um, <laughs> So this is why uh, if I had a fucking baby, I would be training that shit to survive. Like, starting from the time that it could walk, I would be dropping it off in unfamiliar locations and making sure it could get home. Uh, now, I'm, I'm not a monster. I would hide in the bushes and I would watch, you know, to make sure that, like, no one kidnapped it, because my kid would be cute. Uh, to make sure no one kidnapped it or, like, a hawk didn't come and swoop it away or I don't know what else kids are in danger of. Um, but the important thing is that it feels abandoned. <laughs> right? And I would also do this with no warning. So I'd be like, oh, it's a beautiful Saturday. Let's go get some ice cream. And your ass is in Alameda. Have a good time getting home. Monday morning, driving you to school. Nope, now we're turning left. Where the fuck are we? Figure it out. Because it's important that kids learn. They need to be wholly self-sufficient. They can't trust anyone. And any time you leave home, you may never return. And like, you may scoff, but uh, my kid, my fucking genes will survive the apocalypse and yours won't. 
Um, that kid is gonna be fucking Rambo and it won't even need the Vietnam War to be traumatized. <laughs> Shit will be ready. Now, if you're listening to this and you think, God, I wish my kid had those skills, fucking hit me up. <laughs> I'm willing to offer this for money. Cause like, not to be pessimistic, but this shit is gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna be like a robot apocalypse or zombies or Zika or a Trump presidency, but this shit is happening. You better be prepared. Um, my kid has to be fucking self-sufficient because I am not down for surviving this shit. Like the apocalypse comes, I'm sure it'll be fun, but after about 48 hours, I'm gonna really need some moisturizer. <laughs> And I just don't feel like the cultivation of aloe vera is going to be a top priority for the ragged bands of survivors trying to resurrect society from the dying embers of civilization. And like, I have really dry skin, yo. When I watch Silence of the Lambs, I feel like Buffalo Bill is actually being really considerate, right? Like, she gets unlimited lotion. I mean, to me, like, she gets to, okay, so she's in a hole, true, but she gets to hang out with a dog, adequate moisturizer, throw on a laptop, and that's a great weekend by my book. Um, so yeah, I definitely, uh, not, not really feeling kids. Um, I feel like one of the big problems with them is that they ruin relationships. Um, Cause like, if you have two people and you're taking care of a kid, I guess it's not so bad cause you can tag team. Right, like there's no more weekend acid trips together, but you can stagger them, just as long as somebody's on duty. But now if one of you leaves, the other person is fucked, because you have to be on duty 24-7, you're the only thing, it's unending misery. So if I was in a relationship, it would turn into a standoff. I would be surveilling credit card statements, looking for any like unknown plane tickets that he's buying, because the second I see that he might be leaving, I'm fucking getting out first. <laughs> and I don't think he realizes the extent, the lengths to which I'm going to go to win. I won't go back for my wallet, if that's what it takes. I'm getting fucking out. I don't care if I have to start a new identity. I am not going to be solely responsible for this motherfucker. It's probably not even mine. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so maybe, maybe based on that, it's a good thing that I'm not having kids. Um, but yeah, no, don't worry. Like the only way that I would have a baby is if Planned Parenthood doesn't take scheduling by text. Um, like, I'm just not really into phones. I'm a millennial. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't call. I'm just saying it would be real easy to put off for like nine months. Um, so I guess, I don't know, it's up to you, Planned Parenthood. Like either allow scheduling by app or deal with a dumpster baby. <laughs> Your choice. Um, but no, I've actually recently found a really good form of birth control. And so I kind of want to proselytize. Uh, it's binge eating. Um, have you just, like have you ever stress eaten so much that you can't fit anything else even a dick. Um, ironically enough, a lot of my stress eating begins with pregnancy scares. Um, but I've come, <laughs> but I've come to appreciate pregnancy scares because uh, it's fun to freak out the dudes that you're banging. Um, and I also feel like it's not just fun; it's important. It's crucial because far too many dudes are lackadaisical about birth control. Um, in fact, at this point, sometimes I just make up some pregnancy scares, keep them on their toes. Right, like a couple of those and they don't argue over condoms anymore. Um, 
but yeah, I am fucking amazed the extent to which dudes are way too blasé about birth control. Like, y'all get one fucking chance. One chance. As soon as somebody's pregnant, you guys are like Puerto Rico or D.C. in Congress. Fucking non-voting observers. Um, but yeah, and especially given the amount of dudes I hear bitch about, like, uh, what's it called? Child support. And, <laughs> or like women trying to trap them. Like, number one, nobody's trying to trap your unemployed ass. Like, I brought the weed to this date. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, I bring my own weed. Because clearly I am not counting on you to be a provider. But like, I cannot tell you how many times I'll be on like a first date and I'll run out of things to say and they had nothing interesting to say anyway. And so we'll try to find like a bedroom or an abandoned playground and get down to it. And this dude will just be like, oh, well you're on birth control, right? You don't know me. You don't know that I have the presence of mind to both set alarms on my phone and then not forget my phone every day. Like, what kind of fucking wizard do you think I am? And then, even aside from the babies, like, do they know that there are other STIs besides babies? Um, because, because, like, this is our first date. I mean, you're not exhibiting the kind of self-preservation instincts that I would like my offspring to have if I were going for that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, like, you feel like they would want to protect themselves, but uh, I don't know if they just think that, like, I'm not the kind of girl who usually does this, or that they're, like, so special, because I am, and they're definitely not. Um, one way you can tell that uh, babies kind of suck is that people have to pay you to hang out with them, right? Like, this is how Pam makes a living, versus, like, say, cats. You can pay money to hang out with cats, and I know this because I've paid money to hang out with cats. Uh, there's a cat cafe in San Francisco, yes, oh my God, where you pay money and you get an hour with nine cats in a room. Uh, it's amazing, although I do have to say that cats make terrible whores. Uh, Cause you know, you go to a cat, you pet her for a little bit, and then it tells you to fuck off, which normally is what I love about cats. They make you work for their love. But in this case, I'm like, bitch, I paid for an hour, get back here. <laughs> Fucking A. But no, I did, I would recommend, if there's only one spot left in a time period, don't feel like, oh yeah, I lucked out, I'm gonna grab it, because uh, I ended up, it was me and a 12-year-old girl's birthday party. Uh, luckily, I had, you know, I had strategy. I picked the oldest cat with the most face sores, you know, because these kids, they're still scared of aging. They're still scared of decrepitude. I'm not. But I know old ones can't fight you. Uh, I found that cat, and I spooned it. I laid on the floor, and I spooned that cat for about a half hour. God, it was brilliant. All the kids, they fucking hated me because I happened to be right in front of the box with all the cat toys, so they had to keep stepping over me. But I paid my money. I had a good time. All right, thank you very much. Annette Mulaney! You guys, that was, that was awesome. Uh, keep it going for all of your performers tonight. Spencer Devine, Carter Marshall, Paul Brumbaugh, Adam Strawbridge, Mike Spiegelman, Josh Argyle, Griffin Daly, Mary Bushy, and Annette Mulaney.
Mullaney. Turn around and clap for our board op. It's David Sun Tzu. Thank you for doing this. Thank you guys for being here. I hope you enjoy those treats. They're pretty strong. Uh, if you hadn't recognized that by now. Uh, hey, every Friday here from 8 to 10, come back for Pamtastics. Thanks, you guys. Good night. written in 1997 by Mary Schmitz, a columnist with the Chicago Tribune, uh, and then uh, Baz Luhrmann, who is a film director, made an awesome video for it. Um, it was on MTV once, maybe twice. And yeah, there's that song. It's great. I love it. A little cheesy. I'm sure you've all heard it before, but I thought it was a good way to end. So today's been fun. Great music. Um, we listen to <clears throat> Akira Ishikawa, Count Buffalo, Jazz and Vinyl together punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Bender's <laughs> Bar. I mean, 
like, I mean, no one got hit by a bus, but <laughs> Tess would still it's like it. pretty good. I could throw that in there somewhere. <laughs> get that, get those bus fans. Yeah, my uh, my bus shot already happened. <laughs> if the you're bus ever, shot. If you're ever in, uh, if you're ever in Wicked Grounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go in the the bathroom. Okay. In the light box. Okay. The mirror in the bathroom. Yeah. Or the light box in the ba- bathroom. That's the X-ray of my arm. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to go check that out. Check it out. That's early on. I'm definitely gonna have to go see that. Yeah. That's so cool. Wicked Grounds is a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You guys should check that out. Wait, I do want to ask you, what's your favorite coffee? <laughs> San Francisco coffee. I like stuff. I like beans from uh, Rwanda. Okay. Nice. And I, I'm. Uh, Rwanda's good. I don't like Ethiopian. It's too blueberry-ish. I'm enthralled with the, uh, with the process. Yeah. You know the warm cup. The, Hell yeah. The white filters and the timed. Yep. And the perfect temperature and the yeah. Coffee's fun. Hey man, you guys, you guys are the experts. Um, I, I'm, we're gonna actually have to cut it off because we're we're at 12 p.m. 12 1. But thank you guys so much for listening, Morgan. Thank you thank for doing you. the bonus shenanigans. Thank uh, you. I'm gonna go ahead and and hit stop, and then uh, Tess is gonna play some other shenanigans, and then uh, you know that's great because then we won't have dead air. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Ta-da. Ba-da! Dude, Morgan, thank you for staying for two hours. Did you turn the mics off?